This is Golden Hour. Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to Golden Hour, a weekly film review podcast hosted by a couple of nerdy college students that's only sometimes pretentious. I'm Maddie. I'm Christoph. And we're going to start our podcast. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah, go. The first thing I want to get out of the way is social media, of course. Uh, just go follow us. You know the the tags, you know the ads, you know where the we tags. are. You know where we are. We're like, around. come follow us, tweet at us, Facebook us. Oh, by the way, I did add in Facebook. Now you can message us directly on our Golden Hour Facebook page, mm-hmm. and we are now in development with a website for our podcast. So it is big news for us. So yes, we're making mad moves. We're making mad progress. Yeah. Anyways, so we just want to keep you updated with that, and so please chat at us. I know it's been pretty silent over here yeah. the golden hour. Drop us a little message. We'll answer you. DM us. Late night DMs. Slide in. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. And with that weirdness aside, uh, <laughs> I think we'll start and go ahead and talk about this week's movie. Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. The, uh, yeah, Labyrinth with Pan in it. (laughs) Well, it's funny because the Spanish title for it is not Pan's Labyrinth. Right. It's a whole different other language. It doesn't have, like... It's in Spanish. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought, like, because I watched it with the subtitles Mm -hmm. on. um, Because I wanted to get more authentic, like, I I wanted to get, like really authentic with it. I didn't want to have the... Because you don't speak Spanish. Well, well <laughs> that, but I also didn't want to watch the movie with the oh, terrible the English and... dub over. Oh, I never touch dubs. See, yeah. I did that once, and uh-huh. I'll never do that again. Yeah. Honestly, never. I don't know what it is with the American industry and, like, dub voice actors, but They're they can bad. never... I don't know. Or they like, can't. There's some really talented ones, like, there in are. terms of voice I, actors, but... But... Yeah. They can never nail it. It's better if you'd use it for cartoons. Mm -hmm. Because you can't really tell with cartoons. You just kind of move the. Yeah, sometimes. The mandibles. Exactly. No, your mandibles are your hands. Never mind. I'm sorry. Your mouth. Yeah. Anyways, so, you want to give us a background on it? Sure. Just give a little synopsis. Yeah, I mean, a quick little um, thingamabob. Uh, So, Pan's Labyrinth is the 2006 film by Guillermo del Toro. (laughs) Almost messed up his first name there. That's okay. Um, And it. Uh, was and has been a pretty huge yeah, I success. Mean, my parents, who are never and mm. or have never been movie freaks, have raved about Already this movie. I mean, so. my, my parents have seen it too. I can't believe I haven't seen it. I yet. know it's you know. taken me what way too long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, and yeah. it's it's pretty timely because Del Toro just won his you know Academy Award for Best Picture. Did oh um, for Shape of Water? Yeah. yeah so that's. Pretty I cool. totally, yeah. Totally in theme with that, guys. Yeah. We were planning this all along. <laughs> yeah, it just we are yeah. so smart. We're geniuses. Yeah, we called it on Shape of Water. <laughs> so I um, called it. You I, did. I did. But the I, thing I, is, I was, I was like a little. I don't know if he's gonna win it. See, I called so it, and then everybody was like, "No, no, no! It's gonna go to Call Me by Your Name or uh, Lady Bird." And I was like, really? "You know what? Honestly." You're probably right. So I I yeah. started to like be like, oh no, it's I was not scared go. for a second I might go to Darkest Hours. So oh, 
I did. But you know, I watched Dark and Darkest Hours. I did too. I finally got it was, around to it. It was pretty good. It, was, it, was it wasn't okay. bad. It mm-hmm. was just. Yeah. It was okay. It was subpar. It was good. I was like, all right, nothing I to read about. Yeah, nothing amazing. Couldn't so. do a podcast about it though. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Not a lot there. No. Just read a history textbook. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, anyways, back to your little synopsis. yeah. Um. Sorry. So this is the story of a girl that uh is you know. How old is she? Um, is she? She's between she's the ages young. of she has to be eight 12. and ten. No, she's probably older than that. She's older than that. Maybe I, I don't, don't know. know. It's pretty ambiguous. We never. Really it is find because out. you never know what. She's her age a is. child. Is the point? Yeah, um, she's but it's between. about a girl, and uh, she gets taken to live with um, these army reserves that are bunked up at a mill. The captain. El capitan, and um, <laughs> they kind of um, explore fairy tales through this little girl. That has been whisked away to this really not fun place to be because no. it's, it's during the middle of World War Two. All of this, yeah, in well, Spain. I mean, so. it's war within a war. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And so worlds within worlds. Oh my god, duality. Wow, uh, oh, amazing, crazy. Um, so maybe we can delve into star ratings. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, what's your star rating? Oh come on. <laughs> All right. I'm not going first because yeah, you, I, know you're I feel like you all are going to be very surprised. So wow. I want to save this. Okay, okay. All right. So um, this is tricky for me because I really want to give it four stars. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I really want to give it four stars. Um, I think I need to revisit it before I would. Oh, Definitely. Yeah, I think there's a lot oh, to definitely. get out of this film, and I don't know if I digested it. Especially enough. when you watch it the first time and you're trying to focus You've on the words. You've seen it twice, exactly. So you probably got way more out of it than I did. Yeah, the second time I kind of tried to focus, because I knew the dialogue a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, So I kind of watched more of the, like, visuals, the visuals and stuff. And stuff. For sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's like, you know, you you're s- sort of struggle with that sometimes when sometimes. you're watching a foreign language film. Especially when it's so dialogue heavy. Yeah. Like, there are scenes where there was a lot, a lot of dialogue, mm. and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> okay. God, get me out of here. Um, but I think <laughs> I for now, until no. I revisit it, I'll give it a 3.5. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm like, I have some reservations about this oh. score, so I'm willing to bend About the, the score? No, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I'm oh, willing to never sort mind. of I thought you meant, like, four. music score. Oh, no, no. Oh, the score. The well, score I mean, we'll, score. We'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> well, that's um, what I thought you were... Saying that yeah, you yeah. had reservations on that. Oh no, I like that score. But um. Anyways. Yeah. So I'm gonna say 3.5 for now. I think it might go to a four oh. into the future. So. So heartless. I know. Well. And let's hear yours. We've switched places this week because <sighs> oh, Maddie shoot. has given it a really good rating. Oh snap! Okay. And this this it just in. Maddie Guys, gave it a four. No way. Point nine what? seven out of five. Almost perfect score for me. Almost perfect score. Almost perfect. Okay. Wow. You're gonna have to explain that to me. Well, there's only one thing that I saw wrong, so <laughs> that's the only reason why it took off point zero there's, three points. I mean, there's okay. I don't want to go back and correct my score because I've already said it. But you know, I'm like very open. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. To bumping it up. So <laughs> it's probably going to happen. Well, right after this podcast. I feel like, yes. <laughs> exactly. I feel like if you watch it again, because 
It's you're a lot right. to take in the first time. You're, it so, is. Yeah. It's a lot to take in the first time. I I don't think my score rating was that what it is mm. if I just watched it once. Um, after watching the, it the second time, you like I said, you get a lot more visuals. You get even more of the story, like I'm sure. the little, the little hidden Easter eggs. Yeah. you get those, and that's what made it. I, there's way there must more be so me. much symbolism that I missed out on because I haven't researched it. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, I guess we can dive in and. Uh, All right, so this is our well, this is the official spoiler warning for this. Um, don't just stop here. No. You got to jump ahead to big movie news. Yeah. Um, But we'll see you there. But if you don't want to hear anything about the movie now, just jump ahead to there and we'll see you then. We will see you on the other end, guys. (laughs) Okay. So now we can really dig into Del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth. (laughs) Um, So I, right off the bat, the story is... Like something right up my alley because oh, you yeah. know fairy tale stuff and creatures like that's always it's always fascinating and uh, it's obviously Del Toro's fascination oh, yeah. too. Cause well, he's you in can love tell because yeah. right away with the uh, the creature character design, mm-hmm. it's and some very bizarre <sighs> designs in this, but they're so Just, but visually they're, intense. They're yeah. good, and that's why you have to watch it again. Is because. Something that you don't catch on his costume design, you'll catch later, Mm -hmm. and then it'll relate to the movie, and that's what I mean by Easter egg within the movie. It's because on his costumes, there's little details. He's very meticulous as a director, so I'm not surprised. I loved it. That's why I was like, oh my god, yes, you are. Mm -hmm. Getting it. Getting it, dog. I think the story overall was very well done. I did Like, especially, you know, just every act felt... Like cohesive, even the child act. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes, sometimes it's hard to work with child actors. And oh, I was talking about the acts of the story. Oh, never mind. Yeah, but you know, she was great too. Ophelia, whoever <laughs> played her, a very fantastic, good job. great. She's uh, also a child very pretty actor. woman now because every time I went to pause the Look movie, her, her no, you know how on Amazon Prime when they oh, show it gives you, you the cast. Yeah, it gives you the cast. Every time I went to go pause, her like, her picture was a lot older. I was like, wow. <laughs> She's definitely different, but you're gorgeous, so stay stay that way. Mm-hmm. Anyways. She's super good, though. Yeah, she did a good job. All of the actors, I think, did a I really did t- good job. Yeah. I thought it was very, um, I liked, okay, I'm going off because it's a tangent now. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how it was a little bit graphic mm-hmm. to show you kind of what was going on, but then it turned away and made your mind wonder, like, Oh, what did they actually do? Like, you saw him use a hammer. Yeah, I felt... So, this is the thing with this movie, I felt, is, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, uh, tangible, like, um, like uncomfortable presence when you're watching yeah. a lot of the scenes. Yeah. Like, like, I'm just, like, I feel very uncomfortable watching this, but I'm not sure why yet. Yeah. So, you know, it's this very cool um, tension that he has. And I thought, in the beginning, it, right, direct, right directly into the beginning... Before we even met the captain mm-hmm. and everything, um, I actually thought he was going to be one of the good guys and end up saving her in the end. But right, yeah, I really did. I really, because I've never seen this movie before, and I figured, oh, he's going to end up, he's going to be hard on her in the beginning, but or he's going to be really distant from her. But once her mom's gone, he's gonna, mm-hmm. he's gonna come in. But that didn't. I happen. think like the moment he's, he was like, like you have to sit in the wheelchair. I'm just like, oh. Maybe this guy's not so good. And then immediately after that, I was right. I was like, yeah. 
Captain's not a good guy no. throughout this movie. No. So. Well, I was trying to hold on. To some something. glimmer of hope. Yeah, I was actually. I was hoping that he had some miraculous change. Nah, he but was, he was when, just pretty much evil. Yeah, he through. was. But you know, it worked. Yeah. It did a good job. Great, great performance by. Sorry, guys, the actor's name escapes me, I but Capitan of Capitan. Capitan, Vidal. Capitan. Yeah. No, but the one scene I liked uh, was him patching his. Oh, his uh, his, his ripped uh, his ripped lip, lip. or cheek. Yeah, was... I thought that was actually neat. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not too much for gruesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think the movie ever gets too gruesome. No, I think. Well, I'm not much for blood, so I'm glad with that it didn't show much blood. Mm-hmm. It was just more uh, flesh, and I yeah. mean I can deal with flesh. Flesh is good. Flesh is good. Blood, flesh is good, guys. Blood. Blood, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, the first act, you know, with her discovering this, like, world of fantasy, um, which I think is sort of, we don't even really know if it's real. Yeah. Uh, it kind of looks like a dream state. Almost. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very uh, dreamlike, and we're, she's sort of, you know, exploring this world that she's only read about in her books, and um, she's kind of applying it to the way she's, you know, dealing with the situation with this... Yeah. Uh, relocation to her new father and whatnot which um, it ended up helping her in the end yeah. as much as she wanted to fight it it was where she needed to be Anyways. i i don't know i mean like it, it's it's ambiguous because you know maybe there really was no labyrinth you know maybe it was just ophelia's strange child mind trying you to think? cope with the situation i mean i think that's what del toro really wants to make clear by the end of the film is like was it was it really uh real? Like obviously, you know, the things that have tangible effects in the real world, like the the Mandrake and the um that's one thing I'll I'll say like maybe it is real because when when they found like the the captain found the Mandrake under oh. her bed and then the mom throws it in the fire. It, like it starts it squealing and stuff and then but we don't like you know. But what here's I mean? the thing. The one question I want answered is we saw that the cap capitan couldn't see the fawn, okay? Mm-hmm. But he saw the mandrake. Now, could they that's, hear it? That's, you know, what I mean. Maybe maybe when she threw the mandrake in the fire, and, and you know. Oh, like when the worlds cross over? Because it's fire from, let's say, our reality, mm. and then their reality... They were crossing over into Ophelia's it? reality. You mean like like the way like she's seeing things? It, yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, maybe because you know Ophelia's reacting to her mom throwing it in the fire, and that's when we hear it scream. You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe Ophelia's perspective there is showing us the audience that it's this little creature that's dying in the fire, and which it ends just up so being happens her that her mother, you know, dies after childbirth. So you know, I, I like I like that I like that you know there's. We don't know if it's really, you know, connected. Yeah. It's it's just the girl trying to make sense of things almost through this f- fantasy. Um. So I don't know. I I thought I found that really intriguing. I know Del Toro probably planned that all out. So. Yeah, he probably have every or him and his screen screenwriter, screenwriter. Yeah. Did he write this himself? I don't know. I'm not really sure. I really want to know. I'm sorry. Yeah. What you didn't like about it? Okay. It's not. Or I, what? Yeah, why I you gave it think, a star rating? Okay, please. 
I'm starting to regret my my star rating here. Why? Because, because really, there's not a lot wrong with this film. Okay, I uh, can tell you one blatant thing that was wrong. Okay, go ahead. When you watch closely, when she bites her finger, mm. and then this is when she's putting the blood, her blood, into the mandrake bowl with the milk. Oh, with the milk, yeah. You can see the tube of blood vividly that she squeezes in, even though it's supposed to be that she bites her finger. Really? Yeah, you have to go back and watch it. You can see it vividly. Vividly. Like it's huh. you can see like between her fingers you can see the circle where they where they have the blood tube and it's okay. supposed to mean technical mistake there yeah yeah okay. but you know I mean that's a her, little Easter egg for everyone there yeah go. so go look that up I don't know I caught that and I was like oh my god guys come on but that's all but you know what that's the only reason why. And that's like a technical mistake, you know. Like yeah. That's not even yeah. That's not even like cinematography story or, or story yeah. or anything like so, that. So you know. I think I it's it, it's really how I connected with the film, I guess. Like I, I found that it was a cool story. It was tell it was told really well. Yeah. Um, I didn't get really much else from it. You know what I mean? Really? I yeah, I mean, it was a cool meditation on like child fantasy in this super cool like World War Two setting. But, you know, other than that I wasn't super blown away. Really? I thought everything about it was fantastically well thought out, though. And I have to revisit it again because, you know, there's a lot of symbolism in there that I probably, when I notice it, I'll be like, oh, my God, he's talking about some grander message here yeah. that I'm not really getting at. Because, I mean, he chose that World War II setting for a reason. Really? He had all these, you know, ideas about, like, childbirth and, like, this relationship with the... he chose the World War Two uh, setting because... Her other world was also um, in dismay, kind of. What do you mean? Um, like you mean like the like it wasn't there. It wasn't the golden perfect oh, king and queen. Oh, you mean the pan's labyrinth and like yeah. the end? Do you yeah. think it was because they were supposed to kind of mirror each other in a I sense? I think so, yeah. I mean, like I think you can read that. Cause I that mean, always... again, a lot of this movie, my theory is, is that it's sort of, you know, Ophelia dealing with, the setting that she's now occupying. So, do you really think she that that was just all her head in her head? She's a kid. She's dying on the ground. What do you think she's gonna fantasize about? It's meeting her mother and God, whoever that you know, bearded guy. We Who's assume it's Hades, which is I'm. It's not Hades. Well, King of the Underworld isn't that Hades? I think that's sort of speaking to the mythology he sort of mapped out. Because I mean, Pan, the Fawn, Guardian of the Labyrinth. A lot of it's like Greek mythology. Yeah, I don't know much about Greek mythology. It's one of my favorite subjects. Is it really? Yeah. You know, actually. when I was a kid, I would pick up books and I'd start them in the middle and and mm. and just go to the end and then I'd go back and see if, if the ending was good, I'd go back in the beginning. Wow. And oh my god. There was this one book about Greek mythology and I'm pretty sure I ruined myself with all Greek mythology because I never went back to the beginning. That's I just read middle to wow, end. and I never read like anything that followed up. I highly that. recommend you do. So I think that's kind of weird li- stories out of that. Well, if you well you well, they just do pick- write weird stories. So well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this thing is, and it was so confusing as to try and build on after mm. that. I yeah. think that's why, I mean, I probably I highly myself, recommend but. anyone delving into, you know, seriously getting into storytelling. 
the Greeks were the best at it. They were really, really? good. I mean, hey, they were the OGs, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, my score sort of reflects my inability to consume all that symbolism. Because I was so, like, whoa, this is a fantastic place. Like, I wanted to pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. I'll have to revisit if I want to get some deeper message out Watch, of he goes down and I start reading. No, I don't think so. I think you can only go up from here. You think? Oh, for sure. The production design, like the cinematography, it's all I'm going to find amazing. another tube somewhere. And then I I'm know gonna you be, are. And then I'm going to be like, all right, scene. it's a 4.5 now, guys. <laughs> then yeah. I'm going to see a hair out of place or it's discolored or something. I don't Put know. Put it on a pedestal and you will do that, I'm yeah, sure. I will. But, um, yeah, I thought... Uh, I mean, I guess we can talk about the cinematography a little bit. I liked how there was multiple scenes of when you wanted to switch from one character to another, you had you went behind furniture. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. I think like, I've yeah. seen that been done before with like columns and stuff, but the way they did it, I don't know. There's something special about it. There, it was just finessed right, and I was like, oh, that's. I agree. Yeah, totally. Like they 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 had this sort of repeating like editing trick where they would sort of scope behind the trees, scope behind the furniture. Yep. It's like it was very fairy tale like. It, it was, was. Like, each and it time added to the into, yeah. the story. And I think that could have been like a way for you crossing from Pan's world to yeah, for sure to o- or Ophelia's world to, to the Pan- real world. To, yeah. And I think if you well, here's oh, the thing. Wow, I never thought about that. Okay. What. I mean, like, I'm when I'm gonna pay attention to that when I rewatch is like when we go behind those trees yeah, and stuff. Maybe we're switching between worlds, worlds, you know. So, and I think that that's exactly what happens. So, I don't know. I like to work and and pick off those little things. Mm-hmm. Um, they always interest me because cinematography. Everybody, it, everybody knows it's an art, but it takes a true genius to actually. Yeah get something where your viewers like wow mm-hmm. just it's so well lit it's so it well is. And crafted it, yeah and <sighs> i was amazed by how like you know even the dinner scenes like when they have that uh, dinner party with the like priests and the oh yeah yeah, 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 all, yeah. Like, the with all of, like the head yeah, people yeah, yeah. um it it felt like when when we sort of you know pan to that scene it looks like we're panning to a painting it's so well yeah. lit and so well colored i know i just i think it really took some a lot of work oh i'm sure you know there's, there's i don't think that i think this was on his mind for a while mm-hmm. i i don't i think this could have you know what maybe this was what maybe he's ophelia who's ophelia oh del toro yeah yeah oh pfft. I'm sure he, he... And so he just took what he thought I think, and was like, hey. Mm-hmm. I think with a lot of his films... Because was he alive during Yeah, I've only seen two? like three of them, so... Um, Shape of Water was really good. Yeah, it was really good. But yeah. like, I think there's like a like a degree to which he sort of um, like imbues the film with his own presence. Like he, he has this childlike fascination like Ophelia has with these Kinda magical like, creatures. Sorry. You know? Just a little thing, but he's kind of like Wes Anderson. A little, I mean, he's different. He's got his own style. Oh sure. But with the innocence mm-hmm. and the 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 childlike features, or the childlike 
characteristics, I th- they both go after that mm-hmm. a lot in their films. I think, yeah, because like with Del Toro, m- less than uh, or more so than Wes uh, Anderson. Anderson, yeah. He's he's got like a lot more duality with the mature themes and the childlike fascination, mm-hmm. but it's it's so clear he's exploring, you know, the things know, that inspired yeah. him as a young child. Like he was always, you know, amazed by fantasy, and this is what he wanted to make films about. So, you know, I think this film if anything is a love letter much like shape of water was to his love for the fantasy genre so see that's the type of movies i want to make someday not not to not so much to get just a big audience Mm -hmm. but to mean something after it just to be like here's my thank you love letter to all the thoughts that i had as a child or to to I don't know somebody who impacted my life or something that impacted my life takes Here's, a lot out of you. I'm it sure. does, yeah. and you know what? If you put it in a movie, I feel like that's your best therapy sometimes, yeah. or in a song or anything. I think for for him, it definitely is therapy. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, okay, now we're starting to drift into psychoanalyzing <laughs> Del Toro, but um, you know, from my armchair, I'm an expert, guys. <laughs> we're um, not, but I think we're telecom students. Guys, <laughs> seriously, take our. Don't take our word for it. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I think there's a degree to which he sort of finds um, a degree of, like, um, comfort with these movies, you know? It's, like, comforting to explore these crazy worlds. And I think that's what makes it work and why it's so successful Mm -hmm. is because he's taking what he had back then or his fantasies Mm -hmm. back then and... You can relate to it because you've had fantasies just like that. Of course. That. I mean, yeah. And it's that's, pretty universal. that's why it works is because he knows. He just, he might even be a psychologist. Psychologist and I don't know about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just but, kidding. Um, he knows how the human mind works, though. For sure. I, I think, yeah, I'm going to have to revisit this movie because, you know, I it's don't good. think 3.5 is sufficient. And look for the tube. You look know, for the I tube. I will look for the tube. It's I was so Easter. fascinated because I was like, Oh my god! That's how god. they do it, you know. Movie making, guys. No, no, it, you know what's fake. Movie yeah. making is fake, but <gasps> don't ruin the illusion here. Sorry, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just so surprised. I, was, I thought, I really thought I could have given this movie a five out of five. Mm. I really, just the way that my mom's talked about it, my my parents, my dad's talked mm-hmm. about it, and everything. And like I said, they're not. Movie, movie geeks buffs, yeah. or buffs whatsoever. Like, it takes a lot for my dad yeah. to watch something. Wow. <laughs> so but he liked it, but he loved it. Mm-hmm. So there's something universal there, you yeah. know. He's speaking to your parents. So, um, Except for that damn tube. I still am hung up on it. I think I forever will be. I'm gonna try and pretend to forget it, but I know in the back of my head that I'm gonna Maybe notice like, now. So tube. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, amazing cinematography. Um, that was Guillermo Navarro. He won an Academy Award for it. Oh my gosh, they have the same so. name. Yeah, Guillermo. I know. It's funny. That's Maybe cool. that's why he chose him. But Maybe. he was a good choice. It was a good it. choice. Yeah. It was and, a good um, choice. I think he really made the production design sing, which also won an Academy Award. Oh, the production set? or d- production Yeah, like the design. set design, like yeah. all the creatures, the costumes. It reminds me, well, okay, Shape of, now that I've watched Shape of Water and Pan's Lab- mm. Labyrinth, they remind me of kind of the same creatures yeah i mean there's like some definitely monster there's different 
there's like I don't know like he must get really in depth with the creature design because like that's there's a it's lot of detail or to his yeah. costume designer oh of course it's a costume designer but you know del Toro sort of has the final say oh, there no. so but yeah especially the creepy hand dude I, oh lordy uh, that's a great that was one of my favorite designs in the movie I was just like so creepy so like raw and <sighs> just utterly disturbing that I was, like, very enthralled by it. Utterly so. disturbing. That's oh, yeah. perfect. That's exactly how I felt. Because literally, I was, okay, I was watching this in uh, West, Library West, mm-hmm. at the University of Florida, and I was dancing in my seat while she was trying to I run. I I'm like, I want to crawl out of here, too. I know, <laughs> and she's trying to draw the box, and I'm yeah. like, let's yeah. go, girl, let's you go. gotta pick this up, like, and yeah. I'm just dancing around. And then you see him in the back, and he's got his eyes. Got his eyeball like, hands. Like, grasping oh, you're gonna get grabbed. <laughs> yeah, that that part got a little graphic there with the little fairies, but oh, it was very disturbing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it wasn't too graphic because there's been things that I've seen that it just went way too much. Mm-hmm. He didn't go there. No. He he he, he played it tastefully. Yeah, I liked it. I need some of that chalk, to be honest. You know. Uh. I'm with you. For sure. Honestly. So, underrated, uh, like, film, you know, power. Power. So, I, I want that chalk. <laughs> yeah. Super cool. Especially if you can, well, you know what? I don't want the chalk if it leads to the guy with the eyes, though. That is a good point, and I think it may Does- only lead there. So, I retract my statement. <laughs> <laughs> if it leads to, like, cloud nine or, like. Heck, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Somewhere really, really Somewhere nice. Somewhere where I can actually eat the grapes and uh, not get Live. chased by naked men. <laughs> that is preferable. <laughs> was he naked? I don't know what he was, but he's pretty. <laughs> in the, in the, uh, when you, in Amazon Prime, when you scroll over and pause it, uh-huh. it, it just reads him as, or his character's name is just Pale Man. Yeah, he was, was pale, like, all right. <laughs> you're yeah. definitely albino. <laughs> you pale white. Man. But I thought it was perfect. So creepy. And it's played by the same guy who does Oh right. Hell uh Hellboy. Mm-hmm. He does um he's the aqua guy in Hellboy. Oh, is he also the dude in Shape of Water too? I think he is. He might He's a he's a monster dude. It's Doug. Doug. So he's got Doug either as his first or last name. My boy Doug. <laughs> and I know this guy. Like I, I just can't remember his name right now. But he's he's <laughs> he's made it his life's goal to but he does a lot of monsters. creepy monster shoot, suits. He does. Yeah. He does it for, like, he's a specialist. Like, mm-hmm. people go out after him. He's He definitely nailed it as the pale man, I'll tell yeah. you that. So. I think he does an excellent job. Mm-hmm. He, there was other, oh, he, there, I think, if I'm not mistaken, and, you know, don't take my word for mm-hmm. it, but I also think he was um, one of the Dementors as well in Harry Potter. I wouldn't be surprised. But don't take my word for okay. it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anywho. Anyways, um, he's amazing. Really cool. So, all great, you know, costumes. You know what? I'm going to, I would love to just do a documentary on him. On who? On costume Doug. Doug? Doug? On Our costume guy, Doug. Doug. Costume <laughs> Doug is going to be the official name for this guy now. So, but yeah, Costume Doug definitely deserves a documentary. Like, uh, how a he. Dougumentary. Oh, wow. You went there. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Man. I mean, like, documentary about how he cornered that market, and he's the only monster for anybody. Well, not a lot of people make monster movies, you know, th- with this big of a budget, I think. No, but... But, I mean, you know, when there is one, he's there. Yeah, exactly. So, 
He's definitely got some. He's kind probably of more rich than like Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know about that, but <laughs> you don't think so? I think he's pretty rich. Cause he's I mean, Jennifer Lawrence sort of is a monster in her own right, right? Oh, uh, uh-huh. I don't. I mean, I don't have anything. <laughs> just well, I don't. It's not like I like her, but it's not I like know, I don't I like know. her. She's just there. She's just there. <laughs> Our rant on Jennifer. How do we go from Pan's Labyrinth? I don't to know. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence is secretly a monster. I don't know, guys. Actually, wait. No, she kind of is because she's uh she's the blue chick in X Men, and she's oh in like God. that weird skin suit thing. Yeah. See. So yeah. Oh wow. That was Sassy. relevant. Okay, oh, cool. We tied it back, sure. and we can tie it to the last thoughts that we have on this movie. Maybe. Last thoughts. Um. Now that I'm a little disappointed, actually. Why? Because I know I'm going to find more tubes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Seriously. I know I am now because you brought it to my attention. I'm going to be looking for tubes everywhere. God. I'm just really disappointed. (laughs) Almost a perfect star rating for Maddie, but you had to go and include the tube. Yeah. Good job, Del Toro. Yeah. Just... Uh, you gotta know, I'm a very, I, I'm not generous sometimes with yeah, my. I can, oh, I can tell. Yeah. But this one really blew my mind, and then, the tube. The tube, guys, tubity doob. I th- I was blown away too. So you know, I think I'm gonna get more blown away when I rewatch it and fully pay attention. Just okay, hint for next time. Look, you might have to pause it, but mm-hmm. make sure you watch it in like high def. Um. Look at the fawn's costume. I will. Like, I'll examine the fawn from head to toe. Because there's Easter eggs in there. Okay. All right. I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want to. Plenty of Easter eggs. If you guys like Easter eggs, I highly recommend this movie. Hey, I I love conspiracies. I love Easter eggs. (laughs) It's all in the same basket. Hey, that was good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. All right, so we are moving on to big movie news. Whoa! What? Yeah, I'm so. excited. Okay, me too. I think so. Why? Why wouldn't you be? I don't know. It depends on how Disney pulls off the recently announced Artemis Fowl, Ooh, film. which has been in what development? Development hell forever. Because I mean, this I remember reading these books as like. A child. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I was in elementary school. I was like, Artemis Fowl, that's my jam. Like, <laughs> And they're pretty <laughs> cool from what I can remember. You know what? Um, I didn't read too much Artibi- Art- Artibis. Artibis. Artemis Fowl. Fowl. I w- was reading uh, Junaby Jones. Hey, yeah. Another classic. That's what I read. Yeah, for sure. That and, and surprisingly, uh, the Matchbox Car Mysteries. Even though I they're so old. I remember reading a couple of those, but yeah, those are classics. I think too. it was because my dad had the whole collection, and he's like, Makes all sense. right, you gotta read. And that was where the only books in the house sometimes. Mysteries are good. I like mysteries. But uh, Artemis Fowl, well, I guess there's some mystery there, but I don't know what to expect. I'd have to revisit them a little bit, just because I barely remember what they're about. Now, they're about fairies and stuff, too. So. Okay, well, okay, help me out here. What is it? What is Artemis Fowl? So Artemis Fowl, from, <laughs> hey, guys, Honestly, I'm going to Honestly, I'm not really understanding. Yeah. Or I'm not, not understanding. I'm not really remembering. Yeah, it's about a, a boy, a, like a super rich 
kid. He's like from rich family, right? Okay. And he is also a genius. No. Um, and he like gets in touch with the fairy world. There's like this secret fairy world that exists parallel to ours. Okay. And he sort of like, you know, works with fairies and fights them and stuff. And like, there's evil fairies, there's he bad fairies. Fights fairies. Yeah, like you fight, but they're not like you know, like fluttery butterfly fairies. Some of them are. Some of them are like crazy weird and stuff. Now, is it only fairies? Is it strictly fairies? I think there's other like mythological creatures involved, but from so what is I'm there remembering, a fawn? I don't think so. But you know, maybe there's a secret Pan's Labyrinth chapter in there somewhere. No, uh, no. My next question was: is there's multiple books in this? Oh yeah. Oh, there's right? plenty. I so do they? Are they like? Is it the same narrative the whole yeah, way through? Yeah, same narrative. It follows Artemis Fowl throughout his, like, adventures and, uh... But they're different adventures. Yeah, but there's still an overarching story. You have characters that are evil that come back. I remember there was, like, one particularly pad fairy that they keep fighting. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I remember as a kid, they were pretty well-written. I think, the you know, the prose was decent enough for a young adult reader. But, yeah. um, they were... They were pretty cool. Like, they had a unique spin on the whole fairy tale business. So... I'm kind of excited to see what Disney can do with it because I think it sort of caters to their audience. I feel like if anybody was supposed to do a fairy mythical artist, it's like Fowl, action, spy, thriller Disney. stuff. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they can I do think it. They're gonna do and a good they've, job. And they they have been, you know, they've been planning for this for a while. I mean, they've been. Uh, they were supposed to do it a while ago, back when these books were relevant. Didn't you say there was something about like twenty years that they, it's been in development or something? I like don't that? know. I mean, but it's been in it's development been a while. for a while. Yeah, it's been a year. Instead of it, it's mm. been a minute. It's Isn't that the thing? A second. It's been a second. It's been a minute. Yeah. And and then yeah. So it's been a year. Yeah. So it's really long. I don't know what that expression just was, but anyway. No, do you it's know been what I a mean? While. I think I do. Yeah. But you know how people say, "Oh, it's been a minute." It's been a minute. It's been a year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's like been it's super been long. It hasn't just long. been a minute. It's been a year. It's been it's been so it's probably a millennia been, at this point. Because yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> we don't this, know what we're saying anymore. Like, yeah, we really don't. <laughs> like, try to follow along. Maybe you will. I don't know at this I don't point. Know. Um, but <laughs> you know, oh I don't God. know what Disney's. You know, they've been doing a lot of this thing where. They're like, um, you know, sort of rebooting kind of older series and stuff, like book series and just things that don't seem relevant anymore. I guess not, because I think they're sort of catering to like, you know, old stuff that is relevant to this generation a little bit. But yeah, but the thing is, is uh, I think a lot of people were disappointed in in their Star Wars. Yeah. So they have to have something to bounce back. And so maybe maybe this is it. Taking, yeah, it 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 might be their their rebound. Yeah, I because mean, yeah. W- you already have the books; everything's written out for you. You just have to develop it. Yeah. I mean, I know that that. And there's a lot of books. Let me tell you, they could stretch this out for as long as they want if it does well. I mean. you know if it I mean? does well. So we'll see who's attached to it. I don't well, think there's an announced director as of right no, now. No, no, there's nothing. Nobody, none of the crews announced. Yeah. So. We'll see what happens. I mean, they started production, so there's someone working on this. But yeah. I, I'm cautiously yeah, but could, uh, I mean, looking forward to it. We'll uh, see. Yeah. So it's a pretty unique book series. Um, But in other news, news, we got James Bond movies up for you. 
Heck with yeah, Daniel Craig, which I didn't even know he was going to do another I one. I thought Spectre would be his last. I did too. I thought it was his end. I think, and it seemed like his end. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty clear ending. It was very like, you know, okay, guys, time for bye the new bye. Bond. Bye-bye, Craig. And I thought it was going to be... I, when you were reading it off to me, when so before we record these, we Don't usually... Don't spoil the behind-the-scenes stuff. We usually uh, no. find the big movie news. So anyways, he was telling me about it, and I thought it was going to be Harry Styles. Is he supposed to be involved because with the Bond franchise? Because that has at some been point? circling for so long. Oh, it's Harry Styles, the choice. new Bond, or Liam Payne, the new Bond. Like, I guess they're young. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but oh, why? I One mean, Direction's Craig, over. One Direction went separate ways. Now you don't need to bring them back. That is true. Maybe one of them will, will be in, uh, like a villain. If Harry Styles is chosen. Oh, my God. That would be cool. That would be very interesting. Anywho. Anyways. um, No, it's going to be Daniel Craig, mm -hmm. and the director is going to be Danny Boyle. Mm -hmm. Train Spotting, most known, probably, work. Uh, He did Slumdog Millionaire. And 28 Days, or 20 Days Later. 28 Days Later. Later. Yeah, yeah. Love, love a good line. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently, I mean, it looks like Daniel Craig and the producers would not really move forward. Like unless Daniel Craig wouldn't really do another Bond unless Danny was Boyle was Daniel. directing with and his writer. With his writer, yeah, yeah. Hodge. So we'll they see what happens. They specifically said that too. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for they sure. They were like, "Hey, it's got to be Boyle and it's got to be Hodge. It can't be anybody else." Otherwise, we else. ain't doing any more Danny Craig. Exactly. Bond. So I apparently it was supposed to start production a little earlier, so it's starting later than they anticipated. But it's it's happening it's soon. Production, so. so it's out of development. Yeah. So. Well, not officially. Well, not officially, I don't think. I think it's, they're still developing it. But, you know. <laughs> okay. So, it's funny the jokes. We can edit this out. Okay. Um, It's funny the jokes we make, like, it's out of development or it's in production. Because my boyfriend and my mom listen to this, and they always ask me, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what is development? What is development? What are these steps? What's what this it, process? Or, <laughs> I, there was a one joke that I made about the C-47s, and uh-huh. she's like, what is that? Yeah. I'm like, oh. Don't, you don't, uh, you don't even know. You don't it's even a whole other know. world. <laughs> I know. It's and funny. so it's funny. We make, like, we use these production terms. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it is. And then I like, get texts yeah. from my mother being like, explain your podcast to me. <laughs> All right. Explain it in layman's terms, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, my mom asked me a couple questions about that stuff, too. But she's sort of like, okay, doesn't sound like it's for me. I'll tune out at this part. So, <laughs> like, but yeah, I mean, right, yeah. Bye. So, <laughs> anywho, um, what's what's up next there? Uh, okay, up next we have Kay Stew in. Oh, she's playing. Oh, Kristen Stewart's playing mm-hmm. um a French new wave icon. New wave icon. New wave icon. You want to start this bit over again? No. <laughs> yeah, again. Uh, what was I gonna say? Kay Stew. Kay Stew. Next, just in, uh, K-Stu is playing a French New Wave icon, Jean Saberg? Yeah, Saberg? I think you nailed Saberg? it. I mean, I... Well, it's French, so I don't want to butcher it, but Jean I mean... Jean Saberg, I think is how you pronounce it. Okay, I don't even know if she's actually born way in France. ahead of me. But, you know... I'm just like... <laughs> I am French, guys, so this is my expertise, actually speaking the language. <laughs> Wait, can you speak French, like, a little bit of it? Yes, you are. Je peux parler en français. 
Okay. Yeah. Now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> um, like, no, but I'm asking, can you, like, if you went to France, can you hold conversations? Of course, yeah. Really? I speak it relatively fluently. I mean, I've lost it a lot over the course of college. Of course. you know, you don't study your language then or practice no. it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I speak it fluently. And I'm excited because I'm, you know, obsessed with French New Wave, too, because, you know, that's my country. That's my favorite film movement from France, I think, <laughs> aside from some of the late 90s stuff. Um, but, yeah, Jean... Seber, I think that's how you pronounce her name. That's how you pronounce it. Well, so anyway, I'm she sorry, was Jean. she's most known for Breathless, um, which is Jean Luc Godard's like his most known film, French director, and um, apparently this film is supposed to explore um, the FBI. A- like, uh, it's a political thriller. It's a political right? thriller, which is not what I expected when I heard about this movie. No, I thought. I, I didn't know what I thought. Like, I just didn't think it was going to be a political yeah. thriller. You said there was some backstory to it, though. Yeah, so um, in terms of backstory, it's about, like, the FBI um, sort of, like, spying on this actress from, mm-hmm. you know, the 60s um, mm-hmm. while she was a big star in France. And because she was, like, supporting the Black Panthers and she was supposedly involved in nefarious activities, something like Crazy. that. Yeah, I'm not totally, you know brushed up on the actual story behind no, like yeah. uh you know her her involvement with this stuff but it's pretty crazy and I didn't expect that from this actor because I've seen her in her films but I never knew about never this super you know well it's crazy not really backstory. something you advertise right I don't think so so maybe this is why she felt like of the relevance. whole communist blacklisting red listing stuff you don't really sure. say hey I'm on that list yeah, I don't know. So this, but this sounds like an interesting cast. Um, I'm definitely interested in seeing Kristen Stewart do this because it's a very intriguing role and story. So looking forward to that. I'm excited. Yeah. You know, I'm K. Stu's been proven proving herself to me. Yeah, she she She's killed it in uh, Personal Shopper, which I think we've mentioned on this podcast. We before. have, we have mentioned mm-hmm. it. It's also on Criterion Collection. Yeah, that's probably why we've mentioned. Of course. It. You know, because we're just so prestigious. Yeah, um, but no. yeah, she's really good in that. She's been she's been doing a lot of art house stuff. She well, she did a military movie a little while back. Really? Not, not too far back. Maybe late two thousands. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, I I don't remember the name of that. But no, I don't. I don't remember the name. I'd have to look it up. But. That was pretty good too. Yeah. Maybe she's a, cut out for this kind of political. It was a very serious thing. role, yeah. and I think she did it well. She also had a shaved head. That's all I can remember. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I remember this. You know yeah. what I'm talking oh, about? Oh man. Yeah. I'll remember it right after this podcast, probably. That's so, fine. but yeah, um, we'll just tweet out to them. We like, will. This is what we. This is what we meant. Anyway, um, I think uh, it's gonna be a cool movie. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how. <coughs> Because it's, it's just about, well, it's called Against All Enemies. Mm-hmm. So the FBI's her enemies. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. That's what it sounds like with yeah. from the synopsis. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see, because I wasn't, I wasn't planning on it to be a political thriller, but I'd, I'd love to see how this Yeah, for sure. Takes. We'll see. Um, how it's received, as they like to say. How was your film received? Received moderately. Received. It's like they're catching it. Like the audience is catching yeah, it, yeah, or yeah. the critics are catching it. Yeah. Yeah, I received it. Got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Second down. Second down. Go. There we go. 
We'll just start calling critics receivers now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anywho, uh, I think... Let me watch this real quick. Hurry up, give me the name, no, because on, the on, sun on. is almost setting on golden hour. Wow, that was, like, really good. <laughs> really? Can we, like, just, like, spam that throughout the podcast? Oh, my gosh. And for next week, if you want to catch our new movie uh, for this podcast that we'll be reviewing accordingly, um, we <laughs> plan on watching The American Friend by German director Wim Wenders. You know, I love having you on this <laughs> podcast because you do so well with I the know. names. I can I can do the German accents. I can do um, yeah, the Russian it? accent. I can do... You know, the French accent. Uh, I can do. You are French. Exactly. So it's actually (laughs) like accurate. (laughs) That one doesn't even count. Anywho, that's like me saying, "Oh, I can do an English accent, like American, like American, like American." Well, can you do Wisconsin accent? I thought that was our (laughs) Wisconsinite. That's true. What is that? It's like oh, sure is balmy here, eh? Isn't that? That's pretty. (laughs) What? No, I have all my friends. So whenever I say, "Oh hi, I'm from Wisconsin," mm. they Wisconsin. all go, "Yep, there yep, it is." There it is. <laughs> they go, "Oh, you're from Wisconsin." I'm like, "Oh, shut up!" I'm like, oh, seriously, God. leave me alone. <laughs> oh Anyhow. my gosh, but, but yeah. yeah, feel free to tune in next week, guys, because that movie's gonna sound like it's gonna be a blast. And now the sun has set in on is. golden hour. I'm not going to put that in there. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, wait. I can. Okay. All right. So now it's in here. And thanks for tuning in, guys. All right. Catch you next week. Sun is already set. See ya. You're running in the dark. Don't get caught. (laughs) This is Golden Hour.